sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. A new week begins following the long holiday weekend. I hope everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, some time to rest, relax, and enjoy a huge weekend in the world of sports. Welcome back to TMA as we get started on this new week, albeit a Tuesday. A ton to break down all around Sirius XM, Channel 1. 59. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. So on this Tuesday, a ton to get to. Following a Monday night on Memorial Day evening of series clinching victories. One in the Eastern Conference Finals of the NBA playoffs, sending a team to the NBA Finals, where the Denver Nuggets have been waiting for quite some time. The other game, number six, in the Western Conference Finals of the Stanley Cup postseason. We'll get to all of that here over these next two hours and following Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer. About two months into the MLB campaign, where do things stand around the bigs? But first, of course, we begin with Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics on the brink of history, looking to come back from an 0-3 series deficit to become the first team ever in the history of playoff basketball in the association to win a series after trailing three games to none. They battle all the way back to force a game seven, heroically from Derek White in game number six, Saturday night in South Beach. They enter game number seven as a seven and a half point home favorite back inside TD Garden in Beantown. Yet, it's the Miami Heat that stop history from happening in the Heat dominate the Celtics once again 103 84 the final score last night in game number seven the Heat winning outright as a seven and a half point underdog by 19 points and that's been the story for the Heat all postseason long undervalued from the odds overlooked from that perspective an underdog in 14 of 18 playoff games they are 11 in three against the spread nine of those 11 covers outright victories including game number seven last night the heat accomplishing history of their own becoming just the second ever eight seed in the history of the nba playoffs to reach the nba finals joining the new york knicks from the 1998-99 nba lockout shortened season but the heat the second ever number eight seed to reach the NBA Championship Series, the lowest ever seed to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy, a six-seeded Houston Rockets team back in 1995. There's a reason Jimmy Frickin' Butler is called Jimmy Frickin' Butler. 28 points last night, just a hook shy of his points prop at 28 and a half. He had a slow start to game number six before turning it on in the fourth quarter. He carried that momentum into game number seven. 28 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Alongside Jimmy, the Heat's second leading scorer last night, 
Kayla Martin, a huge story of this series and the playoffs overall for Miami. 26 points for Kayla Martin. He scored 14 or more points in all seven games of the Eastern Conference Finals. Just four times in the regular season did Kayla Martin score 20 or more points in the postseason, 20 or more four times, including three times in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. Quickly, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Our number one of the first day of this new week, following a long holiday weekend on the morning after. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So after forcing a Game 7, becoming just the fourth team in the 151 all-time NBA playoff series that saw a 3-0 series advantage, the Boston Celtics forcing that seventh game, it's Miami that triumphs behind Jimmy Butler, the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Here is Jimmy frickin' Butler after Game 7 last night in Beantown. A year ago to the day, we were sitting in a conference room in Miami, and I asked you what you thought you guys needed to get over the threshold. And you said, in part, you knew you could get it done. Why was that belief in that moment so strong? And what does it feel like to be right? I just know why Coach Pat and Coach Spo wanted me to be here. And that's to compete at a high level and to win championships. Um, I know that the group that they put around me at all times is going to give me an opportunity to do so. So I, I was always very, very confident in that. I work extremely hard with the team, with Brickley. I can score on Remy all day, every day, as I've posted on Instagram. So I'm just confident. I know the work that we all put into it, so I know what we're capable of. But nobody's satisfied. We haven't done anything. Um, we don't play just to win the Eastern Conference. We play to win the whole thing. So what a series this was. The narrative will continue. The Celtics on the brink of history, but coming up short. Avoiding a sweep after being down three games to none. Forcing a seventh game for just the fourth time in NBA playoff history. The 151 series we have seen. A team jump out to a 3-0 series lead. And ultimately, as an underdog, the Heat prevail once again, Miami back in the NBA Finals for the second time in the last four years. We'll continue to recap game number seven and what it means up next, live right here on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On a Tuesday live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Following game number seven of the Eastern Conference Finals last night in Boston between the Heat and the Celtics. The Seas one win away from history and Miami stops that. Last night in Boston, 103-84, the Heat winning outright as a seven and a half point underdog, a dominating 19 point victory over Boston in Boston. Joining us now to recap it all, set the stage for the NBA Finals as well, it is Joe Ranieri 
live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Joe, thank you for joining us last night. Let's just say if Game 7 was in South Beach, near your mm -hmm. neck of the woods, I know you would have been courtside, but in Boston, we're glad to have you here to at least recap what we saw in the finale of the Eastern Conference Finals. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it, but it was way more fun cashing tickets uh, from the studio here last night and laughing mm -hmm. at the Bill Simmonses and uh, the rest of the uh, the Boston fan base who gave Miami less than zero a chance of actually winning that game seven last night. So a lot of enjoyment from the studio last night here, Ben, cashing tickets. It's usually how it works. And Joe, think about where that really was from the odds perspective. The Celtics were a $5.5 favorite entering the Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat take a 3-0 series lead. They flip to a minus 1,300 series favorite. But Boston, after winning three straight games four, five, and six, entered game number seven, not only as a 7.5-point home favorite for the game spread, but a big series favorite once again just to win the East outright but as an underdog joe it's where miami has thrived how did they make that final point last night proving to the nba once again overlook us at your own peril yeah and i don't think denver will uh by any stretch the markets seem to be but i don't think uh the nuggets uh i mean miami is not sneaking up on anybody and if they are I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you got bigger issues there, uh, Denver Nuggets. But the reality is, I, I can't remember. I talked about this last night on In Game Live. I, I can't remember a time in which the market was so wrong on some of these series uh, in this playoffs and then just kept doubling down as if, mm. you know, it was going to make it any better. And it's hard to believe that it right up until yesterday, I mean, after game six, nobody, and I mean nobody, markets included, um, looked at any of the games that Boston lost and said, you know what? Maybe Boston should not be a $3 favorite. Maybe they should not be laying eight, eight and a half points because they've been one of the most inconsistent, unreliable teams that we have seen. And they were barely 500 in the playoffs on their own home court. But let's go ahead and lay eight, eight and a half with them anyway, Ben, because that makes a ton of sense there. None of it made any sense. And then ultimately, and I'm going to say this for those in the back, the better team won. The better team yep. in a seven-game series usually wins, Ben, because they're the better team, and that's exactly what the Miami Heat are. And certainly last night with the better superstar stepping up in game number seven. Jimmy Butler, 28 points to lead all scorers last night, the Heat and the Celtics included. He also wins the Eastern Conference Finals MVP award, named after Larry Bird in Boston inside TD <laughs> Garden. Joe, you mentioned it. The Heat look booked as an underdog all series, all playoffs long. To think about where Miami is as the eight seed out of the Eastern Conference. They lost their opening play-in tournament game against the Atlanta Hawks at home, booked as a five-and-a-half-point home favorite they then had to battle against the Chicago Bulls to even earn this eighth seed they were down Joe under four minutes remaining in that fourth quarter before rallying to earn that eighth seed and what the, have they done with it taking full advantage only the second um ever number eight seed in the history of the NBA playoffs to reach the NBA 
finals. Joe, on the other side of that coin, mm. it's the conversation now of the offseason for the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum, in the opening minute of the game last night in Game 7, on the opening offensive possession for Boston, rolled his ankle, never looked the same after that. He only finishes with 14 points, adds in 11 boards as well, and four dimes. He acknowledged after the game he never felt quite like himself. He was not good last night, nor was Jalen Brown. 19 points, but one of nine from three turned the ball over eight times. Joe, when you count on the Jays, your two superstars, that tandem to lead the way, and they combine yep. to go 18 of 90 from deep all series long, that is 20% from three-point range, that is never going to get the job done. So, Joe, as Boston reflects on their season mm -hmm. and this seven-game series in the Eastern Conference Finals, just how disappointed do the Celtics feel this morning? Uh, well, again, the, the at home in a game seven and that crowd was ballistic. Now, mind you, Ben, I'll just rewind here. When they were down 3-0, I believe we talked last week. We were firing uh, Joe Mazzulli. He's got to go. We got to break up uh, Brown and Tatum, and this is not going to work. They gotta, you got to blow it up and start from scratch. Okay, great. Then they win three games. And it's like, all right, we're going. Put the money down against Denver. Everything is great. Brown and Tatum are good to go. What? What is it, Celtics? Uh, what? I mean, which which one is it? Do you have a coaching problem? Do you have a superstar problem? Do you might maybe have a roster problem? You have more questions than answers heading into the offseason here, and it starts with. Are you going to give a dude who went MIA in the most important game of the season last night in Jalen Brown? You got one superstar hurt. Jalen Brown goes MIA. Are you going to give this guy $300 million in a max deal? Are you going to keep the, you know, 32-year-old, uh, you know, first-year head coach that got badly outcoached by Spo? So mm. there are so many questions around this Celtics team. They just weren't good enough and weren't ready to be able to make a run here. Certainly look good on paper, but ultimately, I don't think you can cash that in a ticket, Ben, that they were the better team on paper. I don't think you can either, Joe Neri. <laughs> Booked as an underdog only one time this postseason. It was game number four with their season yeah. on the brink. But as a home favorite inside TD Garden, five and six straight up and against the spread boston was one of the teams expected to be here the second best price to win the nba title pretty much all season long they were the favorites for a good majority of the year taken to a 3-0 series deficit in the eastern conference finals by the eight seed out east but maybe miami is not your general eight seed the heat back in the nba championship series for the second time in the last four years. Eric Spolstra, Joe, despite never winning an NBA Coach of the Year award, now leads the Heat into their sixth NBA Finals appearance in the last 13 years. And, Joe, we're going to move it forward now to the NBA Championship Series because entering mm -hmm. game number seven, Denver was a short odds-on favorite, minus 120, to win the NBA Championship, with the Boston Celtics having the second-worst price at plus 120. The Heat were 13 to 1. Now where things stand for that NBA final series, it's Denver as a near $5 favorite. Joe, we'll get your full response on the other side. 
But how are the odds continuing to overlook Miami? And, you know, yesterday, Ben, uh, that morning, yesterday morning, plus 120 for Denver, plus 100 for Boston before game seven to win it all. So they were laughing at the Miami Heat even being on the futures board to begin with. So what does Miami do? They blow them out by 19, Ben, and the number gets worse for them. I do not understand what's happening in the marketplace with this. Absolutely no idea. Miami entered the year with the fifth shortest price to win the Eastern Conference. But entering the playoffs, it was sixth out of eight teams that made the Eastern Conference postseason. We'll look at the NBA Championship Series. It's Denver and Miami. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Two days away, about 48 hours from the start of the 2023 NBA Finals. It's a matchup between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Denver holds home floor advantage. Playing at altitude is never easy, but the Heat booked as an underdog now in their fourth consecutive series in this playoff run. Do not balk at the idea of being undervalued by the odds once more. Welcome back to a Tuesday Live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Joe Ranieri is here as well. And I am Ben Stevens. So here we are, Joe. Again, let's paint the picture. Entering game number seven last night, the Denver Nuggets were a minus 125 odds on favorite to win the NBA title. Right behind them, though, the Boston Celtics, a plus 120 number. The Celtics, a seven and a half point favorite in game number seven of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. Miami was 13 to one at that point, Joe. But it was Miami mm -hmm. that knocked off Boston by 19 points on the road in Game 7 to win the Eastern Conference Championship, now advancing to their second NBA Finals in the last four years. And despite the fact, Joe, that Miami has proven it time and again, the odds look very favorably at the Denver Nuggets, nearly a $5 favorite. The Nuggets, a minus 480 price. Joe Ranieri outright <laughs> win this NBA Championship and its first Larry O'Brien trophy in franchise history. Of course, this is the first appearance in an NBA Finals for the Denver Nuggets as an organization, now in their 47th year as a franchise. Joe, I don't think it's surprising to see Denver as a favorite, but what is your assessment of what the odds say for this NBA Finals in 2023? Listen, it... <laughs> if we've learned nothing uh, so far this year in the playoffs, uh, Ben, it's that uh, the markets are hell-bent on overvaluing the favorites, right? The Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the list goes on here. The Lakers, I will remind you, the Lakers were four-and-a-half, five-point favorites down two games to nothing when they went home. Uh, the yep. market is all over the place. I cannot remember how they have been this far off and not correcting itself, Ben. That's the amazing part is that you would have thought at some point in this series people would have realized 
Hey, the, the Lakers ain't the Lakers you think they are, and Miami's not the team that you think they are. Forget about the eight seed. But here we are looking at a team uh, that is now almost a $5 favorite. And listen, you're right. They should be the favorites. They have not lost a game at home in the playoffs yet. Uh, I believe they were 34 and 7 or some obnoxious number at home this year. Uh, oh, yeah, and by the way, Miami hasn't won a game in Denver since 2016. So all of this put together is a public better's dream. Oh, it's easy. Denver. Denver's going to win in four. Denver's going to. It's like Groundhog's Day here, Ben. It's the yeah. same thing we've heard from Milwaukee to Boston and now to Denver. And everyone's running left, Ben. So what do we usually do? We're running right here with the Miami Heat, right to, right to the window and going to cash as many tickets as the market allows us to. Joe, I try to give the odds makers some credit, some benefit of mm -hmm. the doubt. There are numbers and algorithms and power ratings that we don't even know that spit out these expected outcomes, otherwise known as the odds. Miami has now played 18 playoff games. They've been booked mm -hmm. as an underdog 14 times. They have covered in 11 of them. They have won outright in nine of them. The Miami Heat have been taking the money from the odds makers and the books all playoffs long. And Joe, the reason I try to give them credit is because an 82-game mm -hmm. sample size of a regular season for the Heat, when they did not look like a team destined for an NBA championship series appearance, is a much larger, larger sample size at 82 games than even 18 incredibly significant ones in a postseason. But eventually, the odds must catch up. Joe, you mentioned Denver at home this year. 49 home games, including the postseason. They have won 42 of 49. By far, the NBA's best home team all year long. Playing at altitude as the number one seed yep. in the Western Conference. Denver holds home floor advantage. The Nuggets, Joe, also have a very large rest advantage over Miami. They have not played now in nearly a week and a half. Miami just went to a grueling seventh game in the Eastern Conference Finals. They have two days off before game number one on Thursday night in Denver. So, Joe, how do you weigh that rest advantage for the Nuggets, or might it be a rust advantage for the Heat? And that's the million-dollar question here, Ben, because my thought is, especially, I mean, and it's different, I think, for different teams, right, this kind of scenario. Denver is a team that has never played basketball this late in the season. Nobody on this team outside of, I think, Green uh, and KCP are the only guys that have had any sort of finals experience here. The rest of them have never played this deep into the season. Uh, so what makes us think that a 9-10 day rest advantage is all going to be? It's like they never left the court. It may be like that. But that's where things like experience come into play here, Ben. Miami is basically continuing the schedule. They have been playing the entire playoffs. Every other day, a game, maybe two days for travel, and a game. I think that benefits the experienced Miami team in game one where their schedule has not been thrown off. They're doing exactly what they've continued to do. It's business as usual for them. This is uncharted territory for Denver. I would not be shocked 
if Miami gives them all sorts of issues in game one. Not going to carry over into the whole series, but I think in game yeah. one, give me Miami, especially early in the game. The Nuggets a nine-point favorite for game number one Jessica. on Thursday. Let me repeat that again. Denver is a nine-point favorite in game number one. The Heat are 11-3 and three against the spread as an underdog in this playoff run. Joe, in fact, the odds are so favorable for Denver in pretty much every category of this NBA Finals. When you look at the series correct score odds, the longest price for the Nuggets in terms of their least likely expected outcome is Denver mm -hmm. to pull off a second straight sweep in four games. It's plus 450. But even that number, Joe, is half of the shortest number for Miami, which would be the Heat in six games at nine to one. So Joe Ranieri, as we sit here and peer into our crystal ball for the NBA Finals between Denver and Miami, what is your series prediction? Well, my serious prediction is exactly what it was in uh, in Boston there. I'm betting uh, Miami in six and Miami in seven. Uh, experience is going to matter. I do think uh, this is going to be like I thought the Celtics series was going to be one that was grueling, but experience matters at this time here. Shooting matters. Uh, and we've got two of the better shooting teams here. Pretty good defensive team here in Miami with a pretty darn good coach. Nothing screams Denver in four or five in this get in this series here, Ben. So to me, yeah, uh, Miami has won game one in every series this year. All right, in this playoff on the road yep. in a hostile yep. environment in which nobody gave many credit to even come close to. Well, guess what? Here we are again in the finals. Miami's getting nine on the road. Don't be shocked. Sprinkle a little something on that money line. Don't be left out here, Ben. Everybody can share in the profits. Miami was a nine-point underdog in game number one against the Milwaukee Bucks. They were a five-and-a-half-point road underdog in game number one against the New York Knicks. An eight-and-a-half-point dog in game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics, and as Joe said, they didn't just cover those numbers on the road, they won outright. The idea that Denver is not getting its respect as one of the best teams in the NBA, don't tell Michael Malone right now to look at those NBA Finals odds because mm -hmm. it would paint a very different picture than where the Nuggets have been all postseason long. Nikola Jokic, though, Joe, has pretty much been averaging a 30-point triple-double in this postseason for Denver. He's greater than a $3 favorite to win the NBA Finals MVP, the second-best price. Jimmy Butler at plus 330, an incredibly large drop-off to Jamal Murray, which means, Joe, we pretty much have a two-horse race for the NBA Finals MVP. So let's talk matchup right now. Jokic has been sensational. Eight triple-doubles in 15 playoff games for Denver. The most triple-doubles now in a single postseason ever in NBA history. But Jamal Murray, Joe, was sensational in the Western Conference Finals against Los Angeles. He had 31 or more in the first three games of the series. Back that up with a 25-point performance in game number four. How will the Heat look to contain the two superstars for Denver? Well, I think they're, they're going to have a, um, a, a choice to make, right? So it's going to be, listen, you're not going to stop Jokic, right? You, you might be able to limit him, but are you better off letting Jokic be Jokic and uh, go ahead and limit what Murray and everybody else can do and take your chances uh, that way? I mean, we all know it. You're not going to stop him. 
I don't think they thought they were going to stop the Greek freak in that series. I didn't think they thought they were going to stop Tatum. But you know what they did? They did a pretty good job of limiting everybody else. I think that's going to be the game plan in this uh, in this series. And it's all going to come down to Bam and company. What can they do against Jokic? It's going to be a fascinating chess match. I can tell you that now, Ben. Joe, on the other side, Jimmy Butler scored 35 points in game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Never reached the 30-point mark once again. He scored 30 in four of the five against Milwaukee. They will need those type of performances from Jimmy Butler as the NBA Finals starts on Thursday night. Two days away, Denver currently booked as a nine-point favorite. Joe Ranieri, we appreciate your time as always thank you for being here on this tuesday our coach james young joins us next on the morning app sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Welcome back to the morning after live right here on this Tuesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. There is a ton to get to all around the association. The NBA Finals in 2023 now set between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. We continue a review of game number seven last night in Boston. We also preview game number one of the NBA Championship Series and a reaction to other things around the NBA with some coaching news with our coach, James Young, live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after. JY, thank you very much. Hope the Beach Club was wonderful this weekend. During Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer. We're glad to have you here on this Tuesday on TMA. Hey, it's great to be on with you, Ben. Yes, the Beach Club was great. Uh, I think the Boston Celtics were at the Beach Club last night because a lot of them no-showed in their game. Nick Nurse at the Beach Club, but now probably has to get ready for a new job. He has been hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski yesterday, Philly has found its new head coach after firing Doc Rivers after the second round exit against the Boston Celtics. Nick Nurse now on his way to Philadelphia. A Doc to a Nurse, J.Y. What is your assessment of this hire for Philadelphia? Doc to a nurse, and the nurse is the upgrade. That is who you want fixing you if you're the Philadelphia 76ers. And Nick Nurse, who I believe is one of the five best coaches in the NBA, won an NBA title, has also won an NBA coach of the year, is a great hire for a team like Philadelphia, a team that's in a win-now mode, a team with a superstar in Joel Embiid. By the way, name a team they did a better job of defending Joel Embiid year in, year out than the Toronto Raptors coached by Nick Nurse. The answer is nobody. So you get a top five coach along with Joel Embiid. I'm sure there was some kind of sit down kumbaya moment between the two of them. <laughs> but I do like the fit here. A guy that's one in the East with a superstar trying to get over the hump, big upgrade. A little bit more of a media-friendly guy than Doc Rivers will be accepted in Philadelphia. 
but he doesn't have a lot of time, Ben, because that window of Embiid's prime is really, really short. They got to get down to business. I'll be interested in see what kind of player personnel moves are made. Hit, hit, yeah. James Harden. Now that Nick Nurse is the head coach. That's the next offseason question for the 76ers, JY. Under Doc Rivers, the three seasons that he spent in Philly, the Sixers never reached during conference finals. Nick Nurse is an NBA championship winning head coach for of his five years, leading the Raptors. Toronto finished with a winning record. All right, JY, let's fire through here. First, we look back quickly on game seven. What lays ahead for the Boston Celtics now into the offseason? And then an NBA finals preview between the Nuggets and the Heat. Let's start with game seven, JY. Miami wins by 19 points outright as a seven and a half point underdog on the road inside TD Garden in Boston. The Heat throughout this playoff run booked as a dog in 14 of their 18 games. Now 11 and three against the spread. Nine of those 11 covers outright victories. Jay Wise, you look back on game number seven from that coaching perspective and studying the tape. How was game seven decided? Well, I think game seven was decided, honestly, Ben, and I know this sounds a little bit weird here, in game number six, in regards to Jimmy Butler, how he finished game six, mm. a really poor performance, first three quarters. I think maybe the fourth quarter of game number six was a precursor to what you got in game number seven. But on the flip side, Boston, how good was Jason Tatum in the first half of game number six 25 points one of nine from the floor and game number six in the second half so i know mm. people want to look at the injury and say that was the reason why boston uh, lost folks that's not the reason the reason is is that guy right there pulling up on the screen he's a bad man jimmy butler what he brought to that game and his just will to uh, to take this team to the next level but Caleb Martin unbelievable in his performance Struess Duncan Robinson Gabe Vincent all of them had their moments but here's the thing folks Miami has been disrespected this entire postseason for them to be a seven and a half point underdog was disrespect you can look at it this way they beat him up in game one they beat him up in game two they beat him up in game three they were the better team in half of game four. They were the better team in game six for all of one second of the game. So to me, it was amazing that they were disrespected, Ben, as much as they were in this game. I liked them plus the points. I thought there was a chance they could win because here's the other thing. Two things I saw that Miami did a great job of that needs to be talked about. Number one, they, once Tatum got hurt, they went pick and roll action and they got getting switches until they got Tatum on a ball handler and they exposed Tatum's lack of lateral quickness to get to the basket and create stuff. Second thing, zone defense. Yeah, you, I just said mm. that. Zone defense. Boston couldn't make shots. You go zone, one shot, secure the rebound. That was the other reason. Boston went cold from three at the wrong time. Boston shot above 40% from deep in games four and game five. 
victories for the Celtics. They covered as a favorite in both, winning by at least 13 points in each of those two games. Only 20% from three in game number six in that matchup zone, paying dividends last night in game number seven. The Celtics, 21% from deep, combined as a tandem. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 18 of 90 in the series overall from three-point range. That is 20%. JY, we will remember this series for many things. Miami jumping out to a 3-0 series lead. Boston rallying all the way to force a Game 7 for the 151st all-time playoff series. We have seen a team take a 3-0 series lead. This was just the fourth. A team even rallied to force a seventh game. But ultimately... Boston comes up short. So let's focus on the Celtics and their offseason plans for just a moment before we preview the NBA Finals matchup between the Nuggets and the Heat. JY, there will be a ton of conversation this summer in Beantown. What do you do with the pairing of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Has Brown played his last game in Boston? What about the young head coach in Joe Missoula, who was outclassed numerous times in this series by Eric Spolstra, one of, if not the best coach in the NBA at this moment? So, JY, what is next for the Boston Celtics? Man, 18 for 90. Like the famous Rick Ross song he said at one point, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Oh, my Lord. I, I had to drop that Rick Ross reference. I'm sorry, Big Ten, Ben. But when you talk about <laughs> the Boston Celtics, it, it, the thing that I have an issue with is Tatum Brown, fantastic individual players. The problem is, is when you watch, when one has the ball, the other is standing. They don't, they don't do enough. Ready, Ben? together in order to make each other better you know what i'm saying so to me yeah. when you look at boston you have to look at two things that need to be addressed in regards to player personnel one as much as i love marcus smart and he's done great things for the organization you need a playmaking point guard who can get you into offense and know who to get the ball to in the right spots that is something that I think that Boston needs to address. I'm not saying you go get some, you know, really old point guard like a Chris Paul, but they need someone that can stabilize the point guard position and get them shots. Now, if you do, if you do decide to move one, Brown's obviously the one that's got to go. You're going to keep Tatum. Brown has just been really rough uh, during this postseason. But also, Ben, I think the front court needs to be addressed. Al Horford, father time. He's done a great job with his time back with the Celtics. But let's remember, folks, when he went back to Boston, people thought he was done. I think they got to get better front court help at the power forward position. You wonder if Robert Williams, who showed his flashes of his former self before the knee injury looking better. So I think Robert Williams, you keep. Jason Tatum, you keep. Let's see what happens in regards to Jalen Brown. Need upgraded the point guard position if you keep Brown and Tatum together, up uh, and then at the power forward position. Now, as regards to Joe Missoula, he got outclassed by by Spo. That there's no disrespecting that happening, but let's let's just be brutally honest. The guy's the best coach in the game. But to me, if you're looking at this, and you want to keep Missoula, go get a veteran coach, head coaching experience, and put him next to Missoula. Someone that could be another set of eyes for him. 
I'll give you two names of coaches that have been let go in the last year that would be really good in my, in my opinion. Dwayne Casey, Nate McMillan. Mm. Veteran coaches who have won in this league, have respect of the players, and would be a good sounding board if you decide to keep Joe Mazzula as the head coach. We'll see what the offseason holds now for Boston. But what is next for Miami? An NBA Finals appearance for the second time in the last four years, now against the Denver Nuggets. JY, you mentioned it earlier. The Heat have been undervalued from the odds all playoffs long. That continues into the NBA Finals. Denver nearly a $5 favorite. It's a minus 480 price outright. So obviously, JY, the odds give a large advantage to the Nuggets. When you break it down from an X's and O's coaching perspective, does the scouting report give the advantage to Denver in the same way? It does. And, and I've been, you know me, Ben, I've been on Miami Heat as long as anybody on his network since I've been on here, but I've also been on Denver. So this is intriguing matchup. Here is the issue, folks. It's that guy. It's Nikolai Jokic. And the way he's played, and the way he commands and he's a three-level passer. It's the development of Michael Porter Jr. and what he's done mm -hmm. as a three-point marksman. It's Jamal Murray. Not Bubble Murray. Let's just call him Jamal Murray. This team, coached by Mike Malone, has really been the best team in the NBA this season. Let's call it what it is, and Mike Malone is one of the best. Here's why it's going to be a struggle for Miami. Number one is the ability of Jamal Murray as a shot maker and a shot creator for others is going to be a bigger issue. Nikolai Jokic as a three-level passer, low post, mid post, top of the key, it's going to be a struggle. Three, Bam has been incredibly inconsistent. Bam's got to go off in this series for Miami to have a chance. And here's the biggest thing. The zone defense will not be as effective when you got KCP and even Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, and even a stretch four like Jeff Green, who can knock down shots. They're a better shooting team than Boston. So when you go to that zone, they got three-point guys that can knock it down. Michael Malone on the other side in the head coaching matchup against Eric Spolstra has been upset at times that his Denver team not getting the rightful credit it might deserve. Well, Mike... Your team's booked as a nine-point favorite for game number one of the 2023 NBA Finals, reaching this point for the first time in your 47-year franchise history. Our coach, James Young, JY, thank you very much. The fadeaway to break as we round out our number one up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We round out our number one of the morning after live right here on this Tuesday on awesome Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all around the Sports Grid Network, and that now includes the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. Or scan the QR code on your screen right now, and in a matter of moments, the ultimate sports betting companion app in the 
palm of your hands. All of our information, insights, data sets, everything you need at this important time of the year. As the postseason nears a conclusion in the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup postseason. We focus once more on the NBA Finals here in 2023. A matchup that we felt was unlikely before the year got underway, even into playoff time between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. So where do things now stand, and who do you think claims the Larry O'Brien Trophy as an NBA champion this season? That was the question in Faye the Public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, who's going to win the NBA Finals? A relatively easy question with a relatively easy answer. You have two choices. Now just the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. The Nuggets are booked as a nearly $5 favorite from the odds. Minus 480 are the Nuggets to win this series outright. And the public sees it in a very similar way. Here we are thinking the odds makers are undervaluing Miami. Maybe everybody is overlooking the heat. Denver right now in this fade the public poll receiving nearly 80% in 80-20 split in terms of who is going to win an NBA championship this year. Denver about 80%. Miami about 20%. It is interesting knowing how the Miami Heat have relished the underdog role all playoffs long that does it for hour number one hour number two is on the other side of the break live right here on this tuesday on the morning after on sports Week.